everyone to another episode of the study of broadcast i am here with bing lang who is the international education coordinator at uw platteville where he oversees international admissions among many other things bing welcome to the show thank you very much for being here thank you chris um for for, for inviting me no you're welcome pleasure is all mine so Delving right into it, let's get a little bit about your background and how you, maybe your first study abroad experience. You're not from the United States, is that right? No, I was not. Uh, I'm from China. Um, I actually come to the U.S. because of an exchange program that between my home university in China and the uh, University of Wisconsin-Plaval, where I'm working right now. And it's a master degree program. I come here for one semester. And I finished my degree here, and I continued my PhD actually at Edgewood College afterwards in higher educational leadership. So um, that's my why I'm I'm right now in Wisconsin, why I'm working in the University of Wisconsin Plaval. Personally, I think uh, study abroad is a is a fantastic experience. I encourage all the students to experience it because that's a for the American student, I think study abroad experience is really good, going to open people's mind and see the world differently. And students come to the U.S., I think, can be, of course, you will experience the cultural shock and you experience the differences. But in the end, I think my experience is coming to study abroad and come to Wisconsin is really bring me a sense of belonging and to know people. And I think it's great experience. Great. Yeah. So how long have you been in the United States for? So I've been in the U.S. for about six years. So are you a citizen now or how does that work? Uh, not yet. So uh, I think um, the process usually take you will come as a student work visa, a student visa, and then you can you either get a work or you get married or different ways. So you can change your status to green card. Once you once you have a green card, you will be eligible to apply for the citizenship. Great. And then, where where in China are you from specifically? So I'm from in the central part of China. It's called Wuhan. It's about Chicago, like the location in Chicago in the U.S. Uh, between so it's right in the middle. Yeah, in the middle, like between my hometown to Shanghai, just like from Chicago to New York. Okay. Yep. That makes sense. Yeah, we we have about twenty million people uh, in my hometown. I think it's the uh, uh, top five city in China. is is big. It's very big. Yeah, well, China's a China's a big place. Every city in there is bigger than the biggest cities in in the United States. So, <laughs> but yeah, going so going further into it, if if you this this podcast, I really like interviewing people at smaller schools because because they might not mm-hmm. be aware of a University of Wisconsin Platteville, which is relatively a smaller school. So mm-hmm. if, if, if I was thinking about coming to the United States, what, uh, what would, why would I pick UW Platteville? Why shouldn't I pick a different school? Why, why UW Platteville? Great, I think a great question, Chris. I think we have a lot of love uh, at Platteville, I think, personally. I think one of the most uh, strongest example for being a, we call being a pioneer. So uh, at Plavel, it's really the personal connection, the personal connection with staff member, the personal connection with the uh, professors. Uh, 
I think that will really make a difference, especially for international students coming um, from outside to the U.S. The personal communication really start at the very beginning of the process of student applying for Plavel with the very speeding uh, response to the students. And uh, we provide scholarship for international students up to $8,000. Oh, wow. And Plavel itself, yeah, is, is a huge amount of scholarship for our international students. And Plavel itself also has a very affordable tuition uh, compared with um, other universities, uh, we students will come here to pay about $17,000 tuition-wise. And then if you get a, a scholarship with $8,000, student may come here with $9,000 tuition as an international student. I think that's a big saving from student side. On top of that, we also, uh, I think, good things about being at Plavel is really the hands-on experience for our students. If students who are very interested in learning internship opportunity or work opportunity, I think Plava is a great place to start. Like this week, we are going to have our career fair. Um, we invite a lot of companies over to Plava, including a lot of big companies in Wisconsin, like uh, John Deere, um, Kohler, uh, 3Ms, those big companies uh, around the region come to our campus uh, because they really know the reputation of Plavel and they're really trying to recruit our students to work for them. So I think there's a huge advantage of being a pioneer and come to Plavel and to have your career path uh, for the future as well. Sure. Platteville is a beautiful place. I've spent a little time there. Actually, when I was a kid, I, I had basketball camp at University of wisconsin Platteville in the summers. Uh -huh. So it's, it's a really gorgeous campus. I agree with you. I, I love every moment here. It's, it's, it's very beautiful, especially in the summer and the autumn. Yeah. So, so what, what are the steps? So go, break it down to a step-by-step -step process of what, what if I wanted to come, if I was an international student and I wanted to come to study at UW-Platteville, what would I do, A, to get admitted, and then B, going through maybe that scholarship process? I'm assuming you have to write essays or apply. So, so what, are, what are the steps in those processes? Great. Great question, Chris. So... Start point is me. So students will need to um, um, send an email to me to express their interest of applying for Plavel. And there's two ways of getting my information. One way, of course, you can go to the website and uh, you can send an email to the general admission email address and then you can email the questions and then they will forward the email to me. Secondly, you can email me directly and I'm happy to answer any questions anytime. And during the process, we require certain documents for the student to come here. One of the things students need to do is to have to apply online uh, in our general uh, UW system uh, online application website. Uh, you will choose UW Plavel as one of the campus to be able to come here. Uh, secondly, you need to have the bank statement ready. Uh, so we want to make sure the students come here, they're also able to pay the tuition. So the bank statements is something we, um, we will require. And also for the international student, we require students to have TOEFL or ELSE okay. score. Um, so uh, at Plavel, we require TOEFL of 64 and IELTS of 5.5. So either one uh, will be okay. 
Um, so either, so you, you don't have to take them both. It's either it's one or the other. And yep. you have to get those. And also, oh, oh, go ahead, Chris. And No, I don't know. No, okay, and ahead. also we will require a high school transcript in English. So we will need students to mail this document to us because we want to make sure the documents they mail to us is um, original. So we take that uh, seriously and we will require about a minimum 2.0 GPA for the high school. All right, that's, that's fair enough. And then so what about, so once you're admitted, how do, <laughs> how do, you, get a, how do you get that $8,000 scholarship? That's, that's what I think is on everyone's mind. Yep, or at so, least a portion of it. Yep. So. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. So I think student will require. So the eight thousand dollars actually is consists of two parts, and one one part of it is the tuition remission, and the second part is the Congress scholarship. So the tuition remission is up to five thousand dollars, and this um, student can well require to write an essay to tell us why uh, they chose uh, Plavel as their campus and what kind of involvement they have on campus for the, uh, a high school campus, and what are the GPA requirements, uh, what are the GPA they get from the high school. So those three things are very important for us when we look at the essays. And on the other hand, once students apply for the tuition admission, they're also eligible to apply called Congress scholarship. And the Congress scholarship personal a professor is a professor uh, in education department. She retired already, and she started this Congress scholarship and the purpose to help our international student to make our tuition more affordable. And also, her passion is to help international students to achieve their goal uh, in the U.S. So, um, so yeah, so that's going to be the essay um, well needed for both um, tuition remission and. Uh, um, um, Congress scholarship and yeah. Who so who reviews this? Who reviews the essays? Uh, I will be the person review them. Yeah. Oh, so actually, okay. we have a, actually we have so, a two committee. So one is for tuition remission, and one is for Congress scholarship. For the Congress scholarship, we have a committee to review the pro, uh, the, the 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 students, and for the um, tuition remission, I will based on student essay, high school GPA and the high school involvement to decide how much um, uh, scholarship I offer to them. Yep. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. So we're getting, I don't know, you're making me want to apply to Italy Platteville here. You're pretty, pretty convincing, Ben. And, and what would you tell, I love talking to people in international education because everyone is very big on it and they push it. And I'm always interested to say, what would you tell someone who's on the bubble about studying abroad that might not they're thinking about it but it might they might be on the fence about it what would you tell them in order to push them in the right direction and take that trip to, in order to mm -hmm. study abroad um i really think um study abroad experience is an experience of learning um i have been learning uh, differences every day uh, there are a lot of things uh, is unknown for me um i think um for my uh, so I did my PhD uh, in uh, in intercultural competency. That's my essay, and I have been really into this concept of international uh, uh, intercultural competency. Uh, one of the things I really uh, think benefit me of studying abroad 
is to explore the uncertainty. So I know in certain culture, uh, uncertainty, there's a certain culture and people are interested in exploring the uncertainties and they think it's fun, they like to take the risk of the uncertainty. Uh, there's certain culture of people, they may have avoidance of the uncertainty, which means they may not willing to participate when there's okay. something unknown. So the biggest the benefit for me by studying abroad is to really help me to explore uncertainty and learning the new things by every day. And I think that's really benefit me as a as a uh, as a person uh, for my future. So I think there's going to be a cultural shock um, when you study abroad. But overall, I think uh, the learning experience um, really make a difference for me. So I think if student who's still um, in uncertain about what they're going to do, I really think they should uh, think about what they really want to do in the future. Because right now, a lot of universities in the US providing scholarship uh, for our international students. I think um, make a decision and maybe looking for some universities, uh, if you have uh, financial barriers, looking for some university they provide scholarship like us, also looking for university they have very affordable tuition. I think with the affordable tuition plus scholarship can really barrage the barrier sometimes. Um, I think students need to dig into and do some research on where they want to uh, study and what are universities that best fit for them. And also, secondly, uh, choosing uh, study abroad, I think it's, um, it's a lifetime learning experience. I think that's going to benefit students for the future of exploring the new things and also uh, exploring the uncertainty. Ah, very well put, Ben. And and before and before we move on, I know your job is the international students, but maybe maybe a little plug for all the students on UW Platteville campus if they're listening. What uh, what would you what would you tell UW Platteville students? What's the best way in order to study abroad for them? What should they do? They should come into the office and schedule a meeting with an advisor, right? Yes. Where's I... the office? Where's the office located? All that. Like, what's how do you how do you sign up? Great. So I think um um. Um, the, the office of international office is located at the Royce Hall, 110 Royce Hall, and then um, student can just, I think there's a walking hours. Um, I cannot remember the exact time, but a student, uh, there's a, a board outside of the Royce Hall, student can always see when passing by, there's a walking hour. I think students should feel free to stop by and talk to any uh, our uh, study abroad advisor about study abroad. Um, I know we have uh, so many different uh, programs provided for our students to different destinations in the world. Um, I think students should definitely take advantage of um, uh, exploring the possibility of study abroad. And also I think students can make appointments anytime uh, with our study abroad advisors, Casey, um, and uh, to um, to talk about a study abroad experience. That's what I've been saying forever. I, I feel like a study abroad advisor, whether it's it's you for a student coming in or for a student leaving, is one of the most undervalued resources on a university. It's just it's free help. It's like a travel agent that you don't pay for, but actually I know. it's it's ridiculous. Yes, take advantage of it. Oh. Stop by and get this free service. I know, right? 
So, so what? So in your travels, and you said you've been here for six years. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. So maybe or or before. I don't know if you traveled before, but could you tell maybe a, a good travel story or something that you'd tell at a dinner party? <laughs> yeah. So um, actually, um, I have a very aha moment uh, when when study abroad here in the U.S. Uh, I started, um, so while I was a student at Edgewood, uh, Edgewood is a Catholic uh, school, um, and uh, um, just one time uh, I was exploring the religion, and uh, one time um, just people mentioning, hey, maybe we should, uh, you should try the Catholic, and then um, I, that's the first time I learned all about uh, bread and wine and those kind of things. Uh, I was like, oh, the, my first motivation by coming to a Catholic church is my motivation to food. So I really thought the bread and wine is really a big meal waiting for me um, at church. Um, that's the biggest aha moment so far for me. And when the time I went to the Catholic church and I really learned about this bread and the wine connect with Jesus. Oh, yeah. I think uh, I think that's a big aha moment. I think that's the story I always think when I think back. It's, oh, that's the, my first connection to Catholic is because the connection to food and, and the free food and all, all those kind of things. But in the end, of course, when I actually went to the church and I realized uh, that's not the things. Um, um, that's just a symbol of the food and the wine. No, yeah, it's, it's really interesting to hear someone's recollection of getting introduced to the Catholic faith or <laughs> on a broader scope, the Christian faith, which the United States predominantly is. But yeah, that's, that's an interesting story, Bing. Thanks for sharing. Thank you. Now, what, do, you have, do you have a book recommendation for anyone out there? What, what's a book you'd recommend? Um, so this, uh, um, um, I personally, I, um, I like to watch TED Talk. Um, I yeah. kind of skip the um, reading um, because I'm uh, not a huge fan of reading, but I like to watch all different kind of TED Talk. Okay. I think that's a great way of, uh, of learning about other people's experience with different areas and also enjoying listening podcasts. So I think uh, I will start to subscribe to a podcast in the future and to learn what other students uh, or other people will say about study abroad. I think that's because I've been there and I, I, I really enjoy doing it. And I, I think I would like to listen more about what other people experience about as well. Oh, good. Do you have a specific TED talk that, that you like or just all of them in general? Uh, I like the TED talk about inspiring people, uh, all the inspiring topic about uh, how to be a better person and how to, um, uh, yeah, all the inspiring uh, stories I like to to listen to, to watch. All right. And moving, moving on, thank you for the recommendation. So you guys have probably heard about, anyone listening has probably heard of a TED talk, but if you haven't checked them out, they're just a, it's something you should probably be watching it instead of Netflix because it really makes you a better person when you consume this information, what goes in, what comes out, right? So consuming yep. TED Talks make you make you a more holistic, better person in the long run. And they'll make you smarter too and probably <laughs> more productive. Now, yep. going on to my favorite part about travel, what is the topic of food? What is your favorite dish from back home and, what, and what's your favorite dish from when you, when you came to the United States here? 
So uh, my favorite food back home is called a hot pot. So hot pot is a way of um, of uh, way of eating. Um, it's very popular uh, in, in China. Um, people will uh, boil the water and put the um, different uh, uh, sauce broth into the uh, uh, water to boil. And what you do is you have the raw vegetable, raw meats, and you just put it into the hot pot and to to try it. I think that's a very healthy way and especially in the winter it's so cold outside you have a hot pot and that's that's something I really enjoy doing uh, eating uh, back home. That sounds delicious. Uh, <laughs> um, so the things I really enjoy here uh, is actually the Mexican food I really enjoy. Oh, uh, interesting. Yeah in China we don't have a lot of Mexican food actually I never tried Mexican food until I come to the US so I think um, that's something I, um, I I really enjoy. And my favorite tech, uh, Mexican food, uh, actually in Madison, uh, uh, is on the Park Street. I was there yesterday, but I cannot remember the name. Do you know there's a Mexican restaurant on Park Street? Uh, um, yeah, um, I know. I know the exact place you're looking for. Yes, there's an old house, and I think they remodeled into a restaurant. La Hacienda, I think it is. Something like that. Okay, yeah. so I, that's my, my favorite restaurant um, to go to in, okay. in my, for the Mexican food. Uh, yeah, so Mexican food is my favorite food in the U.S. actually. Okay. Well, yeah, no, Mexican, you can't go wrong with Mexican food. <laughs> in this case, the hot pot, which I'd love to try. Yeah, you should try it. Make one. Uh, Chris, have you ever been to China before? No, I've never been. I want to go. Yes, you should definitely do that. Uh, it, yeah. Um, what, and uh, going along with the with the food, then, if what's what's when you walk into a bar, you'll order what? What do you have if you go into a bar? Um, or do you do you not drink? <laughs> I don't. I I have allergic to alcohol, so I don't really drink. Oh that my much. god! Are you serious? Yes. Wow. So, oh. Yep. Yeah, but the one, one thing really funny is um, last week, um, I just got introduced to this. Um, I don't drink that much, but I drink, uh, but once in a while, I may drink a little bit. And uh, my friend recommended me to this beer called um, uh, Cooler Light. <laughs> okay. Um, so I think um, that's, I mean, I tried, I tried some beers in my life, but I think that's, Maybe it's one of the best beer I ever taste. Coors Light, right? Yes. Yeah, that's a that's funny thing. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> and then what is um? I, that's a, that's a good question. I don't know if they have Coors Light outside of the United States. I, I okay. have to look that up. Uh, <laughs> and then finally, do you have a favorite quote you'd like to leave us with? Um, my favorite quote actually is from the Force Gump, the movie, uh -huh. and. Talk about uh, life is a is a is a box of chocolate, and you never know uh, which one you will get the next. Ah, well I said. Think, yeah, I think that's really connected with my experience of study abroad and to explore new things every day. I think that's the joy of a study abroad, and that's the joy I've been. Um, that's the joy of learning. So I really enjoy that. So I would like to share that with people. Okay. Uh, and then do you have any, before we go, do you have anything else to add? 
No, I, I would encourage the listener who are interested in or thinking about study abroad, I would strongly recommend them to do so. And if they do, I would recommend them to come to W. Plavelt. It's a great place, um, great people, and great, and beautiful campus. And also for our uh, UW Plavelt students who are interested in study abroad, please stop by our Royce Hall and to, um, to get a free um, uh, consultation with our study abroad advisor to find out what's the next step of study abroad. Yeah, great, great way to end it. Uh, thank you very much, Bing, for being here. Uh, Bing Lang, well, we'll put his contact information in in the notes. Uh, we'll also, you can check out UW Platteville on their website and uh, check out the infographic too. Uh, just again, guys, we're available on Facebook, Twitter, uh, Snapchat, and Instagram. And it's mostly for when we put new when we push new content like Bing's interview. That so if you want to keep up with the podcast, that's a great way to do it. Uh, also, Snapchat when I have time. But, all right, Bing, thank you very much, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Great. Thank you. All right, thanks.